Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 174. I am Doves. I'm Andy. I am Zach. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, I am Iron Man, and then go into whatever. Uh, I am Vengeance. Yes. By the way, I kind of want to say this since we are on YouTube, but we're also on other podcasting. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. I'm trying to get used to saying that all the time. So, um, do all our calls to action. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, we got a dislike on our Shining uh, episode. And I'm like, why? <laughs> they didn't even leave a comment to tell us why we suck or whatever. They probably they probably love that documentary, Room 237. They're like, fuck these guys. <laughs> Maybe. People dislike Ripley. It is about the mood lane. They can know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... You know, it, whether you like it or dislike it, it still shows activity on our page, and we would like engagement. Yeah, bitch. it's still <laughs> it's still engagement, so we, we welcome it. Um, but uh, before we get into Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior, or is it named The Road Warrior Mad Max Two? Yes. So in Australia, in Australia, it was just Mad Max Two. In America, it was just The Road Warrior. And at some point over time, collectively, they just called it Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Okay. <laughs> well, I have it listed as Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. doesn't really matter, I guess. So uh, before we get into that movie, guys, what the hell are you watching, playing, or doing? I'll go first. So I beat Halo 1 with my friend Steve. We're done with that. We're halfway through Halo 2. Um... Boy, oh boy, did they really fuck up the the guns in the second one. Like, the first one, I liked the whole assault rifle with that overpowered Magnum pistol that you get. And then when you get into Halo 2, they're like, oh, here's a SMG, a battle rifle, I guess, and then here's a shitty Magnum. Yeah, all the guns in Halo 2 suck. Yeah, so... That's not what the pro community says. Fuck them. (laughs) <laughs> you just say that because you're jealous yeah I'm jealous of their skills <laughs> XBR BXR BXB do you know what that shit means no okay you guys clearly are not pro Never mind. I've always really liked in that game though that when he reloads the submachine gun like he, he flicks the magazine out of it sideways but it's almost as if he's going like man I hate this gun <laughs> I don't know that's what I always thought when I played that game yeah it, it so far we were like halfway through it and it kind of has like that uh metal gear solid 2 sons of liberty where you're just like oh boy i'm St- i'm snake who the fuck is this guy it's kind of like this in halo 2 is like oh master chief and then he's like i'm an arbiter what the fuck but uh going playing it as an adult now i kind of go it's, it's, it's okay i don't know why i was pissed off when it first came out because so, the ending oh yeah Hold on, I guess I gotta relive that again, I guess. Um, but other than that, Forza 5, or Forza Horizon 5, came out last night. Uh, I played some. I think I'm level 6 or 7, I think. And I played the first... It. I played the first couple of levels. Like, you had to chase a plane and shit, and, like, bikes were coming at you uh and then that was like kind of the intro like they were dropping cars and stuff i like the intro by the way yeah, the intro is exciting as shit yeah and i will say one of the circuit matches that i had or chose the races they're hard as fuck and so i i, I actually had to bring it because i had it above or the second one down from like the top area it's it's not middle it's above average i think it's it's what it's called as far as your difficulty and then i brought it up to high skilled and i'm like i'm not that great <laughs> so i brought it, back, brought it back down to above uh average what uh, happened? I, did, you, did you lose all your skill from taking a break no it's just it's it's harder the one car i have i have the uh the Mazda, the silver car, that looks like a James Bond car. That's what I I've, see, I, I've seen people, oh, right? yeah, yeah, with a silver car. I've seen people you know, them. say that the game they thought the game was harder, uh, like than the the last one. Mm. Like the AI is different. Yeah, I think the AI is still like criminally stupid, but 
I have noticed, like, I've been playing it at not lower difficulties, like average and above average, just because I just want to blitz all the normal stuff and then get to the point where I can convoy with friends and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of letting the game do whatever it normally does. And it, it I haven't been, like, blowing the doors off everyone. It's been, like, kind of an interesting race. And it's weird because it feels just like 4, but little things are different. Like, um, I feel like I fishtail more easily, but also I feel like drifting is easier. So, I, I don't know. Again, maybe it depends on, like, the vehicles I'm using. I, I can't stand the Bronco, but I really think it's just because it's not a Jeep. I, I think that's my main problem. And there's, like, a mission... Where they're like, okay, we're gonna drive into the jungle. Here's a jeep, and you drive the jeep. Like even the games, like uh, you, you don't want to drive the Bronco. That thing sucks. Here's a, here's a real off road vehicle. Wow. And uh, I I actually like I thought for sure I was gonna choose the Supra and drive it around the map. I chose the Vet. I, I thought about it. I thought about it long and hard, and I said, you know what? I'm more of a Corvette guy. <laughs> Is that the new one? Yeah, yeah. The, at the beginning, they're like, "Here's three vehicles. Choose one to drive around." But they add all three of them to your garage. So it doesn't matter what you choose. Like you can, you can change it anytime. The new Stingray is pretty sweet. Exactly, exactly. Like I, it's it's the Stingray Coupe. It's the brand new one. It looks slick as hell. And I was like, mm, I'm gonna do this. I drove around the Super for a minute, and I like it. But the Corvette has been my honestly my favorite car. Is the very first event you do, they give you that um that off road uh, Ford something mm-hmm. it, it's white and blue hoonigan something that, that car rips that car is excellent i've used it way more than all the other i've used it more than the other three put together i don't, I don't know what level you're up to but there was a level where i took uh like a, a prop plane or an air uh, airplane or whatever uh crashes into the jungle and you have to go find your friend uh, or see <laughs> where he like crash landed and you take a jeep and you're going like through this ruins and like pyramids and stuff and taking pictures so you get like those missions that are pretty cool and the the map the map is huge it's (laughs) very huge i mean i think i think i'm a similar level as you but i don't think we've done like any of the same missions like judging from what you just said and i watched a little bit of your youtube video just 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 to see what it was like and uh, it's just so big, and there's so much to do. I don't think we've had like any overlap besides the first mission. Yeah. Like, I think we've both decided to do completely unique things. Yeah, so I'm excited until all three of us get on the road and convoy. So, um, other than that, um, I didn't trying to think what movie I watch, but usually the movies I've been watch. Oh, I watched uh, Replica with uh, Keanu Reeves, the 2018 movie uh, about. He's a scientist who's working on like bringing like the conscience of the brain and transferring it from a dead body to like a robot or a future clone because they're also doing clone shit too. Um, so they had to find an algorithm way so that it could trick the body or trick the trick the mind from thinking that it's in like a different body or like a robot body or just knowing in general that this is not their body. Um, but anyway, his family dies in a car crash and he uses the family as, a as like his experiment work <laughs> to, to bring some, uh, most of them back to life or whatever they are. I recommend it. It's a, it's a good hour and a half movie of Keanu is probably the, the worst acting out of, he, he's better at shooting weapons with John Wick and Matrix <laughs> than this movie that he was in. But I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I've done. Uh, let's go to Zach. Oh, <clears throat> well, uh, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street three: The Dream Warriors, and then I watched Nightmare on Elm Street four: The Dream Master. Those movies wow. start getting really weird at that point. I think they're still good. Yeah, they're um, good, but man, that 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 X Men shit is weird. The X- <laughs> The X-Men shit? You mean how they have, like, powers? Yeah. Well, it's... I mean, I get it. They were like, you know, in your dreams, you're whatever. And some dude thought he was a fucking wizard and shit. Yeah. It's it's fine. Um, boy, the budget goes way up in those two, though. They, yes. they start getting real creative with the kills and shit. It's awesome. <laughs> Freddy's still pretty pretty scary as, as a bad guy. So you could just... 
I mean, it can just fucking kill you in your dreams and shit. You're not safe from them because you gotta stay awake. It's it's interesting. And then and then sometimes you're still trying to stay awake and he still gets you because you you fall asleep. You nod off. Um, I'm getting ready. To, I'm gonna watch the rest of them. This is like I guess an extension from watching horror movies and Halloween, but. Yeah, it's one of my favorite genres, so I'll probably always just dip in it randomly to watch stuff. I mean, what are you going to do, watch Thanksgiving movies? Yeah, what, what is there, Thanksgiving? Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's all there is, baby. That's another one, too. Is there not a National Lampoon's fucking Thanksgiving movie? Not one I'm aware of. I thought there was. Huh. Maybe. I, I don't know. People are always like, are, there's no good Thanksgiving movies, and I say wrong. There's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is a classic and then there's no other Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> um, I started watching Action Button Cyberpunk review, uh, and I'm almost done with my uh, second video I was supposed to pick and watch. What'd uh, you pick? Uh, I picked, well, the ones I picked was what I liked and what I didn't like. Oh, okay. Yeah, because those were the things I was most curious about. The rest of that's... actual review, yeah. Yeah, the rest of that stuff is, like, I was aware of some of it, or, like, it's whatever, the graphics are good, whatever, fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm mo more interested in the meat of the game than, than anything mm -hmm. outside of it. It's busted, you know? It seems like he gets really aggravated with a lot of modern UI trappings and shit which i agree with i hate how there's always goddamn markers and shit everywhere and yeah i mean some of that also is he's got to capture clean footage for his fancy pants freaking 8k 60 frame per second review but yeah also when something really emotional is happening in the in the story <laughs> and there's a stupid marker in the middle of the screen telling you where your car is or something it's like go away yeah, or it spoils you getting the, the Porsche. It's like, um, yeah. fuck. <laughs> um, other than that, like, uh, it seems like he fell victim to the dominant strategy play style, <laughs> which is just like, that's how some people are just naturally wired to play, I think. Mm -hmm. Whatever they figure out just beats the fucking pants off of everything. That's what they'll always go to, and they won't deviate from it at all. It's the path of least resistance. I ended up playing the game really similar to the way he described it. Like the hacking in that game is outrageously it just it, it dominates. I don't I don't generally do that. I go with like usually what's most fun and effective for me, like both things combined. Um but we'll see. I don't know if I'd play that game differently than him or not. But uh then I played Call of Duty Warzone because I got I got uh, convinced to try it. Good. And you should try new things. It was fun. I mean, it was Call of Duty online without me having to pay money for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, except it's that Battle royal stuff, which I've got to get used to. It's it's very, very different feeling. You got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, this shit raises my <laughs> blood pressure. It's not that. It's honestly, I feel like I spent, when I played it, the first night I played it, that's the only time I've played it so far. Um, I spent a lot of time waiting around and fucking just running places and then getting killed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're ever going to get an extent into the game, but like once you like play it like every single day, like um, I guess one of these content streamers and all that stuff, you learn how to keep up with the pace, um, especially with some of my streamer friends, friends when I play BRs with them. Yeah, you could always do the, you know, wait to circle and pick one there, pick one off another another over there. And then, you know, you could win it by doing that. Or you could win it by getting so many fucking kills and always going towards the action. And, mm -hmm. and most of the people, they do like these side missions within this battle royale. Like you can go to certain areas in the maps and unlock, uh, you know, bounties or loot or whatever. Yeah, I did some of that stuff. I mean, I was playing with friends when I did it, so I kind of got the rundown on how the game works. Yeah, it, it, and it seems to me like it seems to me like it goes against like what your natural instinct is in this kind of a setting, which is it. You're apparently it's better to be aggressive in a fucking battle royal. I, so I, I guess that, that wasn't my first instinct or ours. 
Yeah, I, I'm more of a snake. I like to go to each building, wait it out, and somebody comes by me, I just shoot them, and then I move on. <laughs> yeah. So I probably play that every once in a while, maybe. Uh, and I'm still going through Resident Evil Revelations. I'm on Chapter 9, and the game's going to wrap up here soon. Um, I'm almost done. I'll catch up. And you better. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, because still, remember, I probably brought this up before, but it's Resident Evil's 25th anniversary this year, damn it. Mm-hmm. You can't can't let it down. I won't. And that's that's me. That's all I did. Andy, you're last. I'll I'll try to keep it short, but I actually did a lot of really good stuff this week that I wanted to talk about. Um, I, I got Yakuza to a point where I could like step away from it for a minute because I knew I was going to be wrapped up with Forza. I watched There Will Be Blood again. I I was wondering about that movie because I keep telling people it's one of my favorite movies of all time, like top top five or something. And I wondered, am I just telling people that because it makes me sound smart? Because that movie's so dark and serious and well-made. And I watched it again. And yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite movies. But it's hard to watch that movie a lot. Because it is just so um, pressing on, I don't know, your soul or something. I, the, movie's, the movie's fantastic. I love it to death. I like that the preacher uh, is going to be the Riddler in a Batman movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, then I decided I was going to watch a bunch of noir movies. Because it's uh, noir November. A lot of... Uh, unofficially in movie circles november is the month for for noir movies so i watched nightmare alley um it's from the 40s this guy is uh, he's working in a um a carnival or yeah in a carnival and i was gonna have a lot of really nice things to say about this movie because i liked it a lot but i'm just gonna get i'm just gonna say it's great and it's worth watching and then move immediately on to hangover square which i watched right after it and Hangover Square, unfortunately, like, was so much better than it. It made me not want to talk about Nightmare Alley too much. Hangover Square isn't that great of a story. It's just this guy who's living in London, and he keeps having lapses in memory that somehow coincide with, like, a murder somewhere. <laughs> and uh, he's a composer, and some people are, like, taking advantage of him. A woman's taking advantage of him. And the end of that movie is just outrageously cool. It is so cool. I, I won't say a word about it because, really, if anyone ever wants to watch a classic 1940s black and white noir, watch Hangover Square. The end of it is so outrageously cool. And it's a real short movie, too. It's not that bad. It's less than an hour and a half. And then after that, I watched a neo-noir. It's uh, Point Blank, uh, Lee Marvin is a thief and he gets betrayed by his partner and his partner is played by the guy who is um the mayor in dirty harry and also dean vernon in animal house so you know the guy's already a dick and i already hate him uh that movie's also really good it's it's kind of a classic 70s um i think it's late 60s actually late 60s um crime movie in in the style of of your dirty harry or something like that it's also extremely good and then I finished. I didn't want to talk about the last couple of weeks. I, I'm trying to get in the habit of only talking about stuff when I finish it. I read a book. I read a fiction book and I finished it for the first time in like three years because I've been reading stuff, but it's all been informative. I read the uh, the book that Woman in the Dunes is based on, which I won't say too much about it on the show. I'll just say uh, it's really an incredibly interesting book. It's like a piece of classic Japanese literature and it's very unique. And uh, then I played a bunch of Forza, and it's fantastic, and it's been reviewing great. So I don't know what I can add to that conversation. Yeah, go get it. Uh, if you're a Game Pass member, um, you can download it automatically. Uh, and I'm actually thinking about getting the add-on, because if you're a Game Pass member, you get, I think, 10% off of the, that add-on, which you get the first and second expansion you get a, a a car pack or whatever, and a, a welcome starter pack or whatever that means. I was confused. If you get the <sighs> ultimate add-on pack, do you also get the VIP thing? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, because that seems neat. I like I like the idea of the VIP thing because you get a car every single week. Oh, that's what I. I mean, you don't have to because I have the ultimate game pass where I I pay like fifteen dollars or thirteen dollars a month. And I get Game Pass games on my PC, 
an Xbox. There's an Xbox one that I, I've been telling people to get because you can get add-ons and DLCs because most DLCs and add-ons today, they barely do like physical copies. Uh, I, I think Doom is the only one that actually has a physical copy uh, still. But I, I tell people to do that because you, you get deals on certain games, especially if they're first-party Xbox. So, uh, other than that, I think we're ready to get into some Mad Max too. Unless you had other things, Andy. No, no. Uh, what was that? Four movies. Four movies. A book and a game. There you go. I call that a good time. Probably, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Mad Max Two, The Road Warrior, Mel Gibson, George Miller, being a director again. He has he done. He directs all of them. Yes. Okay. Even Thunderdome, huh? Um, but what, I want to hear your guys' opinions first because I usually give my opinions. So who wants to take a stab at it first? Actually, Zach, since you brought it up, the series, I want to hear your opinions about the movie. <clears throat> well, uh, I watched this first time. Oh, geez, when was this? It's probably 15 years ago. Uh, I know it's been around since 1981, but <clears throat> and I've seen like little snippets of it on TV, but I didn't ever realize what it actually was. And we never owned a copy of that movie in my house, so... I just went by my, most of my life not knowing what the fuck Mad Max was until basically I got out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, I watched it at a friend's house, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Fucking the humongous has a, a giant goddamn revolver in a velvet case, and he shoots the engine block out of a goddamn truck. <laughs> <laughs> and there's flamethrowers, and there's crazy shit, and this, uh, this is cool. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I think I watched the first movie sometime shortly after that, and I, I, I liked it more at the time. Um, and then I never watched Thunderdome, and I watched the, the, the one after the, the new one, and I, I liked it. Um, and this is me re- revisiting it for the first time, and I like it pretty well. It's, it's interesting because it's, it's, in some ways, like, it's crazier but in some ways, it's also more understated because there's, like, almost no fucking dialogue at all in this movie. It's a lot of just, like, looks. Like, especially Max, he barely says a word. He uh, he, he says a few sentences here and there. Or he, a word or a grunt. <laughs> um, but it is kind of him just, like, getting caught up in some business. And, uh... It goes like he, he's he's roaming around. He survives an attack, and then he gets uh he he finds a weird dude with a gyrocopter and finds a refine. He takes him to a refinery, and everything kind of plays out from there. Yeah, he's kind of having like that sidekick thing that like most movies try to push on. Like you have the main guy, then you have that little sidekick, and I they were I I. I Trust me, I like the character that uh, had the gyrocopter, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, why are you already putting a sidekick like Mad Max is this superhero, even though he literally did kind of save things a little bit? He wasn't even really a sidekick. He was his prisoner. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he just like, he just thought, well, he tried to kill him with a snake trap, and he tried to, he held him hostage, which is probably normal at that point in that world. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, hey, he, ta- he turned the tables fuck you, come with me, kind of thing. I kept thinking watching this about how I could totally see in the, like in the 80s, they kept trying to do this weird thing where they were to make Saturday morning cartoons out of stuff that didn't need to be a cartoon. Like, uh, there was like a Chuck Norris cartoon and a Police Academy cartoon and stuff like that. And I kept I could see Mad Max and the, the, the the captain of the gyro thing and the, the blonde chick in the white and the feral kid, like all being like this weird cartoon team or something. Oh my God. I can't and like that. every week they have to defeat the humongous and, and his, his hench cutter and fucking, and, yeah. yeah, they're trying to like steal the gas or whatever. Or they team up with Skeletor for one very special crossover episode or, you know, something like that. Scooby-Doo gang shows up. 
<laughs> but yeah, the, 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 there's a weird variation on characters and like an attention to like instead of developing characters from a, per, a personality standpoint, from like a gimmick standpoint, which works perfectly for for villains in the Mad Max universe. Like I'm not I'm not saying this is stupid. They should have spent more time developing uh, the humongous as a sympathetic character. No, it, that's not no. All of his henchmen, it's like the g- weird guy with the glasses who's the mouthpiece and. Uh, uh, oh god damn it! What is the what is like the main, not the humongous, the main bad guy's name? The, uh, wife's... the guy that looks like Red Rooster. I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Tony. <laughs> the, the Wait, guy... no that that's the that's the guy with the glasses. Um, Wes, Wes, Wes is the guy with the mohawk who had the fucking the gimp who got killed by the boomerang, which made me I laugh out loud. Right. Because <laughs> I just didn't expect it. I, I I totally forgot about that scene where he throws the boomerang, and he duck he ducks it. The fucking Toady guy tries to grab it. And he loses all of his fingers on his hand, and everybody Hilarious. laughs at him. And he yeah. kind of laughs about it too. Like at first he's like, huh? <laughs> like he's in pain, but then he starts laughing along with him. <laughs> and then that dude just takes he just gets brained by that fucking boomerang, and it was amazing. He was dead. <laughs> like he didn't even see it coming. Didn't even didn't even look. He made, he made Wes really angry because they killed his gimp. He, it was hard to find one of those. I uh, and then that leads to one of the, one of my favorite scenes in any in probably any Mad Max. The square he's like, "No, we go in, we kill. Be be quiet, my dog. Or no, be be still, my dog of war. Soon." <laughs> <laughs> and he has to like he basically has to put him in like the fucking cobra clutch to get him to stop. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Stop! No, we do this my way." Until he just passes out. I got I got to have a real quick moment of like this is funny. I wish there was someone here to appreciate this. But at the beginning, Max has got a dog and my dog famously hates TV dogs. She sees a dog on TV, gets angry, and I grab her and I say, No, no, be still my dog of war. <laughs> the scene hadn't even happened yet. I just I knew. I was I was excited. I get to see that scene again. Uh what is because I got to bring up two things. What is up with these movies that are like eerily close to like wrestlers? Because the leader of the gas station. I think wrestlers are eerily close to this movie. I think like the Road Warriors or the or whatever. There were several. There were several wrestlers that I think took their gimmicks from Mad Max. There was yeah the Road Warriors, Hawk and yeah. Animal, and then Sid Vicious one time was called the Lord Humongous. There you go. <laughs> so, like, and what 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 I mean by that, by the way, is like some of the characters l- actually look like like the leader of the gas station. He looked like Lex Luger for some strange reason. Uh, he he has the face <laughs> and like a stupid blonde hair. Um, he doesn't have the jacked physique though. Yeah. Um. So like I kept on thinking Lex Luger there, and then you had the first Mad Max where it looks like Raven, and then even Wes kind of looks like a. Uh, 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 Damien Demento with fucking red rooster hair, pretty much. <laughs> By the way, off track. Uh, uh, the second thing is, I really like Toe Cutter more than I guess because who's the main villain besides Humongous? Because Humongous didn't really feel like a villain. I think Wes was the He's main. He's the boss. He's the main villain. He's the main. He's the boss. It's just you didn't see him do as much stuff. It's just like. He, he was just a big bad, but you didn't see him, like, beating his toadies up or fucking any of that shit. I always wondered, like, what the fuck was the deal with that revolver in the case? Because this is the first time I noticed there's, like, a picture in it, and it's like... Yeah, he just, like, looted it or something, I assumed. I, I figured, like, yeah, did he loot that? Or was he, like, in the military? Or was that, like, his grandpa's revolver? It just made me think of, like, a million questions. <laughs> just, <laughs> so I like... I read it. Comic back series. Yeah. Uh, I like Toe Cutter more than these villains, I guess. Uh, you don't get as much one-on-one with the Humongous. Like, there's not a lot of interaction. It's not personal. The Humongous is just the face of the, the mob, the evil, you know, just the, the scavengers, the, the gangs. He gets kind of unceremoniously destroyed, too. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Mad Max uh, uses his signature move, the chicken. And destroys him. <laughs> I mean, a guy at a farm tractor tried to play chicken with like a fucking eighteen wheeler, 
you weren't gonna win. No, you're, you're, you're Especially with a big snowplow thing fucking attached to the front of it. I looked it up because I was curious. Like, is that is that vehicle like is the basis of it something? Is it a military vehicle or something? No, they just they made it just for the movie. So yeah. it really was just like cobbled together bullcrap. <laughs> a Mack truck. They put a some kind of welded together fucking shit on. Yeah. By the way, like I I know we jump around a lot, and I know we say this a lot, but the the last scene, I kind of what I liked about this movie is like Mad Max is all pissed up because they ruined his car and shit, and he's back and he's beat up and everything. He's like, I'm gonna drive the the truck. Uh, his dog. He's yeah, getting revenge for his dog. They killed his dog. They killed his dog. No, he was he was John Wick in it before John Wick even thought about being John Wick. True. This is true. True. This is true. But where what I was leading to is I I like the swerve because I I I don't think I've never seen this movie. I think I've only seen Thunderdome. Um, but I like when he crashes the the fuel truck, fucking dirt's coming out, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> he duped him, mm-hmm. and and I I was like a little happy about that. But kind of like somehow I forget every time I watch this movie that I don't remember. I, I don't forget that twist because I'm always thinking to myself jokes about, oh, we got to protect the sand. But every time I think there's a scene where Max is like, oh, I have an idea. I'll drive that rig and it'll be full sand and you guys go do it. But no, no, they just trick him. <laughs> yeah, it's like they don't even go over that. That's the plan. It's just that it happens. I totally forgot about that. And then, and like, then the narrator is talking about the road warrior, Max, like, like he helped him, but he was such a great guy. And it's like, no, you left him to die. <laughs> he got away. We saw it. They were like, fuck, this is sand. And then yeah. they just they turn around and left. I mean, they meet up. The gyro captain turns up and, and then he ends up being their new leader in the future or whatever. I don't know. But the. um. It, the that scene was cool and i'm trying to think what else seemed but let's move on i i've lost my train of thought for a second so what else you guys do you guys like the soundtrack of this movie was it better than the first one uh again i barely remember it so i would call it unmemorable perhaps it's it's still that orchestral stuff it feels less weird in this movie than it did in the first one Mm -hmm. actually it feels like it fits a little bit more because we're Everything has gotten so much worse uh, within who knows how how much time's passed since the the original movie in this universe. It feels more like a fantasy setting, yeah, than like what the original Mad Max does. It's so it's like okay, I can accept this. It's, sometimes it feels kind of Conan-ish. You got like a hero, you got like a weird dude with a helicopter, and you got like a kid who throws a boomerang, and you got like a girl with a bow and arrow. Like you know, it's it's like it's it's your adventuring party, and like it's, it's it fit, and I didn't have a problem with it as much in this. And then you got like a giant, huge dude with a, a big fuck off revolver. You know, hey, I do like when they showed up with like their people's bodies in front of their cars, so they couldn't like shoot at them because then they'll be shooting at their own people. Uh, I just thought it was. It was hilarious. Like he's like, "Don't do it!" <laughs> like, shut up! Don't do it! They just headbutt him and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it shows like, what's with humongous? Like, you know, it shows the back of his head, and he's like got barely any hair left and shit. But you see, like those big throbby veins. Yeah, there's like all these veins. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's supposed to imply that like he's like a weird genetic mutant. Is he a product of radiation? Did he what? find steroids? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I know. Who Under it that is. mask, does he look like Jason Voorhees? So what's going on here? It's Vincent <laughs> Kennedy McMahon. I like to think that is Vincent Kennedy McMahon somehow. <laughs> Here's my revolver. <laughs> uh, my son Shane. That's like the guy with the mohawk. That's Shane. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I I like the shots in this movie. The whole desert and like they did twice or maybe three times the the speed up effect that I kind of hate, but I know why they do it. They they do a little bit of that, but then the rest is just st- I'm guessing stunt people doing that shit, and that was cool to see. Um, what what do you guys? 
do you like the whole idea of just Mad Max just going through the wasteland and just coming up to these type of stories? Because yeah, this kind of does feel like uh, the, the the one with Tom Hardy, um, where it's just like he's in this situation and you don't hear from him. The, the same thing in in this movie, you barely hear anything mm-hmm. from Mel Gibson. And this isn't his story; he just kind of comes across it. Mm-hmm. Uh. What else? Uh, do you, is there anything that you disliked about the movie? It's not perfect. It, it's hard to point out like this needs to be fixed and this could be better and blah de blah de blah. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Some of the characters, some of the acting is just good enough, you know. Mm-hmm. In a better movie, it would be outstanding. Oh, the guy that could play the gyro captain—he was—he was great. He was just good. He's you know good enough. Mm-hmm. There was no, uh, there was no love interest for Mad Max. I think in the third one, there is kind of right. Yeah, sort of. I, that might be studio pressure or something. I don't know as much about Mad Max Three as I do the others. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, though, uh, the last twenty minutes of the movie, the big chase. I mean, I wish that was a whole movie. Don't you? Wouldn't that be great? I <laughs> see. We do that. <laughs> Just make the um, make every sequel. Just a never-ending uh, chase scene. Part of me wondered if, like, you know, after the big twist is all that's full of sand and shit, part of me wondered, like, that wouldn't really change the tension that much if you they just told everybody, they showed, look, I have this plan, we're going to fill the, the fucking tanker with sand. Uh, and, and At first, like, because I, I, I totally forgot about this twist, I was like, Damn, he's fucking done for. They got him. Yeah. <laughs> and if I if I forget, I guess that's like when I first watched the movie. It was like, oh shit, it's sand. And they just turn around and leave him. And he's yay. He he did it. And then they they realized they were carrying barrels of gas on those fucking those vans and the buses. Um, would it make too much difference if they told you that or not? What do you think? It might it might dissolve some of the tension, like. Because this is the whole, oh, he's got the fuel, he's got the juice. This is important, maybe. I don't know. I think so. Because, like, I, I kind of answered my own question in a way, but that, I'm just telling you that what my thoughts were when I was watching. I was like, yeah, if, if they told me that, I wouldn't have had that five to ten seconds where I was like, I didn't know what was about to happen at all. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun payoff where it's like, oh, it's full sand. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, no, what? The, the part where, because, now I kind of understand that the Lex Luger character who he comes up against the uh, the leader of the gas party people gas party gas people uh, pulls up side to the truck and tells the kid to get on his car. He's like, "We won, we won, we did it." And I've never really understood that because the the bus has to be going a different way, correct? Because remember he tells people to split up, and I'm guessing the the, the bus that's where the the fuel was. And I think him going after the kid is kind of like, we won, let's go. And he wasn't saying anything to Mad Max. It was, it was like he was getting the kid and then he's going to go where he's going to go and kind of leave Mad Max out there with the the gang, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so... And <laughs> when I first saw the... Because when they have the narrator... Um, which I guess is the kid, right? That's the person we're hearing. Mm-hmm. Yep, he leads the great northern tribe later. He grew up and became a man and all that shit. Yeah, you know, he's doing the intro of Mad Max and he has his eye all fucked up. Like, whoa, what the fuck happened to his eye? <laughs> and that was just a little foreshadow of what, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks that his car's fucked up, though. You you would think uh, maybe they would milk that for the third. Hang 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 on. You just wait. <laughs> um, what else do we want to bring up? Because w- w- the thing with these Mad Max movies is it's quick in a way. Because this was another hour and a half, right? Yeah, this is back when movies were fun and weren't like some kind of goddamn act of Congress to get through. Yeah, it's just a crunchy little snack. It's not a fucking statement about 
about the the plight of the the modern small business center. Yeah, you know, it's it's not, you know, it's not something crazy. It's not about trying to compete with video games or some stupid nonsense like that. <laughs> but uh, like, I mean, honestly, like th- this movie is like I said, it's kind of understated in its own way. It's this weird kind of understated action movie. There's not like a bunch of quippy, snappy one-liners. There's not fucking jokes and stuff like that. It's just the, the stuff that's happening with a character that you like if you watched the first movie. Mm-hmm. That That's what it is. It's a continuation it's, of his adventure. Have you? Do you guys know what an unreliable narrator is? The Joker? Just an example. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's like when a story is told from the point of view of someone who might not know or might lie to you on purpose or something like that. Like um, uh, The Usual Suspects is one of the best examples. He tells the whole story. He's, he's lying. It's an unreliable narrator. We have no idea how much of that story was true or how much of it he made up or if it was all made up or something like that. The person telling the story uh, wasn't even there for parts of it, so... Yeah, it could there's, be like... There's, part, there's parts of this that are arguably like, did they actually happen? I, and again, it's a Mad Max movie. You, it's not... I don't think you're supposed to think too deeply about it, but it is an interesting aside that the person telling the story to the viewer isn't Max. It's someone else. And he's telling it years after the fact. Well, you got to yeah. think maybe the gyrocopter dude maybe told them some stuff about Filled in the blanks that he wasn't there for. Yeah. 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 So that, that's, I'm, I'm like giving leeway that way, but yeah, I, I do like the unreliable narrator sometimes because it puts you on this journey. Then you're just like fucking swerved another way. How the hell does that thing work, by the way? That gyrocopter thing. You know, they never really give you a good close-up shot of it. It doesn't look like it has a motor or anything on it. I think gyrocopters are just a real thing. I mean, well, yeah. It's a helicopter. Yeah. But but no, I'm saying, like, on his, I don't see any kind of machinery. It gets shot. There's like a, mo- a motor behind him. It gets shot with the uh, the arrows in the final, final fight. It's so it's so minute. It must be something like a fucking weed whacker motor or whatever. Yeah, little, little lawnmower <laughs> motor. I guess. By the way, um, I I love in like these post-apocalyptic movies. Now I understand it's Hollywood, and you're like, yeah, I could fix this in twelve hours. I could fix all these problems. Uh, like they have pretty much scrap and not usually all the parts, but somehow they always fix the vehicle. And I'm I'm always amazed by that. And I don't know. Well, that's why. how they've gotten by this far. Like the only people who've made it are people who are clever enough to do these things. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Max's uh, car. Actually, you can see where he's rigged it up a bunch. He's got. He took out the fucking the trunk flap the, or the boot, as they call it, I suppose, and installed two extra fuel tanks. And he's got and like a bomb. A bunch of yeah, the bomb and like he's got a bunch of extra exhaust and like air intake because that that cuts down on uh, fuel usage a little bit and all this other stuff. And I don't know, like all those problems that guy listed initially when he's like, "How's the rig?" and he he says all that he rattles off all that stuff. Like there's a fuel ejection line that's cracked and the radiators uh, shot and all that other shit. I wouldn't have understood that 15 years ago. Now I understand everything he said. And I'm like. Yeah, you could conceivably fix that in 12 hours, it, yeah. it, like, under the gun. You could totally do that. If you mm-hmm. had parts, and they have, like, a bunch of other vehicles lying around, so it makes sense to me. They got parts. I saw the parts in Max's car. He had an air filter. He had a carburetor bullshit in there. A bunch of extra stuff, yeah. Yeah. By the way, great security system with the fuel, because if he's not taking or putting in the fuel, then, boom, that car is... And the fuel is gone. <laughs> so it, his fi- it would be his final fuck you, I guess. Yeah. Which I, I like. And that scene with the car. What? Well, yeah. He kind of blew up his own car. If you think about it, but, uh, he did. but anyway, that sucked, man. It was rough. See his dog guy. I mean, we didn't yeah. see it. Thank God. We don't yeah. see it. Yeah. Fuck. I want to say one more thing. I love that this movie was able to build up a gunshot. <laughs> Like it was, it was like the best payoff for a gunshot ever. Mm-hmm. It was like the whole time he's got that that shotgun, his sawed-off shotgun, and then like 
he tricks the gyro captain with it because uh, later on he like opens it up after they find a guy that tried to steal his gyrocopter i guess the snake got snaked him. he's like yeah i trained these snakes and then he's like rummaging around on his person he finds some shotgun shells and he, he pops it out and then he sees it's empty he's like empty this is dishonest Ugh. <laughs> and then later he gets a reward he gets shotgun shells for helping those people you know well, they, they even like, they even fake you out because he tries to fire one of those shells he finds and it fizzles like it it, it craps out it was a duck. It, it, gave, it gives you blue balls. You're like, oh, my God, I want to see you fire the shotgun so bad. When he finally hits that fucking guy on the road in the head through the windshield, it was incredible. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. I've never felt so much catharsis from a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> um, any final words on the movie? Or, Andy, do you have anything else you wanted to bring up that we're missing? Oh, this movie's a classic. It's it's part of the 80s, guys. you got to go watch it. It's great. Mm, yes. Yeah, and Zach, what about you? Anything last words? No? no, I pretty much echo that sentiment. And you know, I, clearly, I like various parts of this movie a lot. I like the the building up of the gun violence, the the craziness, all that stuff. It's good. It's good fun. It's a classic '80s film. Yeah, I like certain things more in Mad Max One, but like this movie was fun to watch. Uh, I wanted to know more. Like, I wanted to know Humongous's empire beyond the wasteland. But I guess I could probably read whatever books that are available. What empire? He just yeah. he controls a gang, and they just thought, go just, around. And if people have stuff, they kill them and take it. Yeah, I thought it was just like thirty assholes who just yeah, it's take just stuff. those guys. That's his empire. <laughs> it's those cars and those assholes. <laughs> well, my my main thing is I want to see the rest of the wasteland and see what it's like. It's more you do. in yeah. Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. yeah, you see what's beyond that Thunderdome. <laughs> That's right. But I, I, I recommend it, um, and I can see why this is a classic. Um, but yeah, I rec- we all recommend this. So next movie is Mad Max 3 Beyond Thunderdome, and it has people like Tina Turner in there, so... It's, there's a star in it besides Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. Someone you've heard of besides Mel Gibson is in this movie. Yeah, so uh, we'll get to that. Uh, remember to watch it and then come back next week and we'll talk about Mad Max 3. But uh, let's get into some news that matter to us. Andy, you're up. What was, it, what was that news? Uh, this week, Konami, everyone's favorite Japanese video game company... <laughs> hastily announced uh, in in two days we're going to delist every digital copy of Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3 because we lack the rights to some historical footage, some stock historical archival footage that is featured in the games we don't have the rights to. And then, sure enough, two, day, two days later, they delisted every version of both of those games. We're talking... Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, the 3DS remake on the Nintendo Shop. They they delisted the freaking Nvidia Shield versions of these games. They're not on Steam. They're nowhere. So if you want to play either of those games right now, you have to either track down a physical copy in an old console or go fuck yourself, pretty much. Or pirate it, obviously. Just pirate it. Fuck it on me. But... <laughs> This is why people say, you know, I think I'm going to keep buying physical copies because shit like this happens. And they say, oh, we're going to fix it. We're going to put everything back. And they probably will. But what if they don't? I mean, this isn't like a small game. This isn't Simpsons arcade game, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game. This isn't something small. This is Metal Gear goddamn Solid 2 and Metal Gear fucking Solid 3, the good one, the best one. They've delisted them digitally from everything. You know, this is like the best argument for why you should buy physical media. You know how mad I am? Uh, because on the Xbox store, uh, it had Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3 Substance uh, for like $5. And this was like two weeks ago. And it's been on sale every time I looked at that. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll get a next paycheck. And now I can't fucking get it because of this bullshit. And now I I understand. Look, the, you don't the, own Metal Gear Solid two and three, like I, physically. I, I do, but sometimes I just I'm too lazy, man, to put the CD in. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 
I'd rather just boot it up when I turn on my controller. Wow, this is a story I've been following with great interest, and I'm very curious to know what specific footage they lost the rights to. Because I thought it was all, like, public domain archival nonsense. It's just, like, black and white footage of some guys horsing around at the Manhattan Project or or some Soviet rocket getting launched and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I, I, no, no one's really sure. Honestly, some there's some conspiracy theorists out there that are like, oh, they're going to take it away, and then they're going to re-release another version or something. But eh, we'll see. I I don't know anymore, man. Uh, with all these like Twitter people that make up these weird scenarios, be like, oh, maybe maybe Konami uh, gave up the rights and they're going to do a master because they're doing the the gta trilogy thing they're gonna do like a metal gear solid uh i guess trilogy thing on there and i'm like no konami's konami's gonna want that money so they're probably gonna do it somehow yeah we'll do something yeah but it's interesting i i I understand where you guys are coming from with the whole physical thing because look at resident evil 4 with their cutting of the stuff in that and the VR thing. Like, if you have the physical copy, you get the the whole game without the cuts. But Zach, you have anything to talk about the the story? Yeah, so there's a couple little. One, one's a bigger topic we're going to touch on on gets color. Mm-hmm. There was a a bunch of releases from WWE last week. They released like 17 people. Like four of them were like practically nobody they didn't really matter that much mm-hmm. the rest were like <clears throat> for the most part prospects and then there was like four other people on that list that were like so people somebody have probably heard of at some point recently um and yeah there's a lot to talk about with that and i heard there's gonna be more uh i've heard rumors there's gonna be 10 more who knows well, I read um, a, I read an article like apparently this year they let go seventy altogether. Seventy seventy wrestlers mm-hmm. WWE got rid of this year, which is crazy. Man. What is this indicative of? Like, does this mean that they're doing very poorly financially, or what? Um, a lot of people have been theorizing it's it's all framed as budget cuts. Um, but the main theory people have been running with is, is they're trying to clean up and look nice for a sell. Uh, and the thing is, is like, I don't know who the fuck would want to buy WWE. Like, honestly, yeah, that was uh, what real talk. I don't know who would want to buy that. Eh, Disney. Fuck it. Who cares? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I joked about that like three or four years ago, but yeah. Um, uh, there's that. Um, there's, like, see, on on one hand, like, the front they put up is they're making all kinds of money. They're getting all these uh, TV contracts from Fox and stuff, and they have all this money from doing this deal with Saudi Arabia. Mm. This, all these things are true, but Fox hasn't been very happy with the ratings they've been getting from them off SmackDown. Mm. And the ratings have been dropping on Raw. Uh they just got like a 1.6 an hour three this Monday, which is low as hell. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty punishing. Uh, I mean, their TV is terrible right now. I don't watch it. It's just I, I just know it is. That's why I don't watch it. Um, but uh, like I've been saying, like this is going to lead to diminishing returns. The more they keep putting out shit TV, they're, the more they're going to piss off the people they have the TV uh, contracts with. And they're going to be like, I don't think we should pay you as much as we did last time. Yeah, the, when contracts come around. The only yeah. the only positive thing I could think about these cuts is that they're trying to dwindle it down so that there's like a core group that they can look at. Now, I'm not saying they should be getting a lot of uh, wrestlers released because you need to fluff around that core. Uh, but with the creative team, I I just don't see it happening. So I think they're just. No. I think they're just banking, be like, ooh, Brock Lesnar, ooh, Roman Reigns, ooh, Seth Rollins in the drip, and Becky Lynch n- now buy our company. And that's. Yeah, I think. It's true, though. I've said for a couple years now, they've been hoarding talent. They've got, they signed way more people than what I thought was ever possible. Mm-hmm. And, like, why? So I guess, yeah, they're finally kind of doing what I was talking about. I was like, at some point, they're going to have to get rid of a bunch of people. They are. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to touch on that a lot more in depth later. Uh, also, John Moxley entered rehab last week for alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like sudden out of nowhere. But it's cool that he recognized he had a problem and went to go get help. So there yeah, you good go. for him. Good luck. Yeah. Seems to be doing okay. I I I always wonder because I was like, you know what? Moxley looks in shape. Like he looked in shape when he came in uh, AEW, and then he gradually mm-hmm. got like he had, the the beer belly fat started coming in. It's like oh, he kind of looks a little chunk chunk chunky a little bit. And now I think he's run himself ragged because like uh, I I know he's always been a drinker. Mm-hmm. Like WWE made him make a Twitter account back when he was like with them and he first debuted on the main roster. <laughs> he made two tweets. <laughs> he was like, he was just like, "Fuck this! I hate this! I'm not doing this! You can't make me." <laughs> uh, one was like, "Whiskey sours, Breaking Bad, let's go." That was one of them. I still remember it. <laughs> but, uh, I think he's been running himself ragged though because he's been doing all these weird independent shows like where he'll go to like fucking. CZW and like go explode in a bunch of barbed wire and glass and then fly home to Nevada and then fly out to wherever the fuck AEW is going to have a show. And then like, so he's like wrestling for other companies, getting his ass kicked, exploding, doing a bunch of awful shit to his body for less pay because he likes doing it. Cause something's wrong with him. I think some people, <laughs> some people like pain and thrill, I guess, but, uh, yeah, we're gonna go into de- we're gonna go into depth of more of it on getting some color this Thursday, which will be live on the YouTube channel. So keep an eye out on it for that as well. Uh, yeah. We're gonna get everything onto YouTube. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I brought up this story because somebody, a content creator, I'm not gonna name the content creator, uh, was tweeting about how Dark Souls needs like a an easy mode or something like that. And that old chestnut. Yeah, and and he was pointing out like, oh, look at Forza Horizon Five. They have accessibility where you can change like almost kind of like a a menu. Be like, oh, I want less physics. Oh, I want more handling or whatever, just so that you could have an easier time. Do you think Dark Souls needs an easy mode? No, doesn't bother me. I don't care. They they can put anything on any game. If I want to use it, I will, and if I don't, I won't. But what if, I don't think it needs one, but if they put one in it, I really don't think it would affect all these freaking try-hard losers' lives. Good point. But what if the developers don't want to do it? Like, should, then, it, then they shouldn't do it. It's their game. Yeah. It, it, and I feel like it's being... Like, some people are forcing it, but not a lot, because a lot of people are actually firing back and be like, shut the fuck up. If you don't get good at Dark Souls, if you want to, you play the game. What the hell is this? They're like four, five, four or five games in of that style now, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless I missed one, and and now there's another guy trying to make a push for an easy mode in these games. It's like just accept that these games aren't for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't Fucking, play go play a different game. There's a million other games you can go play. It's clearly not their intention to make an easy mode. And by the way. I don't think it's a good comparison to compare to Forza Horizon anyway. It's like they have the hardcore version of that game, which is Forza Motorsport. Mm-hmm. And it's got options too, but that's like a totally different genre with a totally different set of goals, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, An interesting aside about Forza, apparently it has a fa- now famously excellent like accessibility menu. And a bunch of people who are like genuinely disabled, you know, like, almost blind or, or one hand or stuff like that. They're all playing the game seamlessly. And a lot of people are, are pointing to horizon five as like, this is what we need in gaming for everyone to be able to play the same game. So I guess it's doing a really good job. Well, yeah. That's mm. cool. Yeah. Oh, but one, one, one more quick point about easy mode in dark souls. Look, if you need to experience dark souls so bad, but you don't want to be challenged, just watch a let's play of it. There's got there's got to be like freaking six thousand of them. Yeah, there's probably like lore let's plays or just those yeah. totally silent let's plays or like just stuff watch like it. That. You'll experience the whole thing. That's clearly what you want. You want to experience the story, but you don't want to be you know challenged by the fights. 
Just go watch a video. It's fine. I'm not going to make fun of you. I don't care. Do whatever you want. I'll make fun of you. Zach will make fun of you, but who cares what he thinks? I make fun of everybody, though. There you go. He's going to make fun. Like, you'd be like, oh, I'd be, I'd be the game fucking dagger only, and uh, I'm awesome. I did it in an hour. It's actually like, ha, you're a loser. Touch grass. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to matter. It's a lose-lose. Oh, we could talk about this. So did you guys hear about the Sega and Xbox weird wording, uh, like uh, press letter that they sent out? No. Did they do what I said they should do? They talked about that they're going to strategically find a way to partner in, in games for exclusivity on Xbox. Good. That's what I said they should do. They should just... <laughs> sign something like they did when the Xbox came out and say, eh, Sega's going to make us six exclusive games. They're going to kick ass. And now they've got Atlas under their belt, too. So, yeah, so. Or rather, they merged, whatever. I don't know how that works. They also talk about more Sega games coming to Game Pass. So, people are wanting more games on there. What Sega game would you want to have on Game Pass? No, oh, I don't have Game Pass. I don't have Game Pass. I don't care. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> sure, everybody should get a shot at everything. At yeah, put all there. Put fucking Sonic Mania on there. That game kicks ass. Everyone should play it. Yes. Yes. I think Sonic Mania was on there. Oh, one. there you go. Keep it there. <laughs> it has all the. Yakuza. I don't know. Uh, Monkey Ball. Monkey Ball is excellent. And uh, get a Yakuza. No, the Yakuza's are on there actually. All of them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. They're already doing it. I don't... Yeah. What kind of exclusive games would you like to see out of this kind of a deal? Yeah, that's that's the real question. I would love, I would love for a uh, them to be like, "Hey, it worked once. We'll do it again. We're gonna make another Panzer Dragoon for the Xbox only." <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd like another Sonic Mania, please. Um, I'd like a, a a single player Fantasy Star again, or a Shining Force, or something. I'll tell you what. Um, every time. To Horizon, it has two DLCs. One of them's like serious, and one of them's like lol. It's Lego. It's it's Hot Wheels or whatever. Partner with Sega and do just a Crazy Taxi DLC for Forza. And it just turns the whole game into Crazy Taxi. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready to make some crazy money. I wonder what I wonder what expansions are going to be coming out on uh, her, uh, Forza Horizon. There's there's a lot of rumor. Like Reddit keeps talking about the same rumor, and I really think they're all just reporting the same person who made it up. That um, one of them is going to be a uh, street scene focused uh, expansion, and it's basically going to be San Diego, and it's going to be like the north part of the map. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, if if true, that would be cool. But I don't I don't know. Who knows. Uh, what like franchise you think would be like a like for like they had Lego and then they had James Bond? What do you do you think we're gonna get like the Fast movies cars in here? They already did that. There's a Fast and the Furious add-on for Forza Horizon Two. Oh shit! Mm -hmm. They did Fast and the Furious for Horizon Two. They did Hot Wheels for three. They did Lego for four, and then also that James Bond pack. But that didn't really have like missions or locations or anything. Yeah. What could they do that was like Mexican uh, centric? That's what I was trying to think. Like, there's no Mexican car manufacturers. I mean, there's plenty of plants there for Chevy and or for GM and, and Ford and everything. But I couldn't think of, you know, what's what's definitively Mexican and also related to automobiles. I have no idea. Yeah, I couldn't think of a whole lot. So I don't know. I guess I guess they could do anything. Cartel runs. I don't know. <laughs> you get smuggled drugs. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but yeah. Um, a lot of games are coming out. The GTA trilogy is coming out this Friday. Um, I want that. Battlefield 2040. Battlefield 2042. If you get the Ultimate Edition, you play this Friday as well, I believe. Um,. I still need to get SMT five drops. Uh, I think Friday or Thursday. I want that too. Yeah, me too. I I was I was gonna pick it up right off the bat, but now that I got Forts, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait around. Man. I got one coming to me. 
Yeah, but um, other than that, I think we're all out of news, and I think we're ready to close the show. Is that correct, guys? That is correct. Thank you, Andy. Uh, but we're we're gonna end the show, guys. Here, uh, if you want to catch more Big Trouble Little Podcasts, uh, make sure you go to Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Type in Big Trouble Little Podcasts. Uh, we're doing getting some color. Me and Zach this Thursday. Oh yeah, dig it. And oh, yeah, freak out, freak out. Yeah. So remember, we have Raw and uh, WCW Saturday night. I forgot the dates, but it's in. We're in. What, what month are we in now? May. We're in May. We're we're going to be in the second week of May now. Yeah. Oh, well. I thought you were asking what month it currently is. Actually, what's happening <laughs> no, no. right now? back to May, nineteen ninety three, to, to watch okay, these shows. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you guys just do a thing where you watch what happened exactly twenty years ago or something like that? Uh, I mean, because I don't, we don't, uh, it would there's be not as much TV on there uh, of that kind of stuff. Oh, so you got to pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of slim pickings. Like TV was weirder back then in terms of like what they could get on or what they did or anything like that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So remember to watch that on Thursday, and 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 eventually, I we will finish Revelation and get that out there for the Nemesis Project. Um, and also on YouTube, guys, if you're watching here on YouTube and the VOD, make sure you like or dislike or comment and subscribe in that order. So. Until, hate. Yeah, give us the hate. All the hate. But until next time, everybody, peace out. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>